Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I, <laughs> I am not as discombobulated as Breakwell is right now. My combobulation level has waned and waxed this morning, but at least I didn't just make a mess and drop something and make a huge noise. Breakwell, what do you got going on over there, man? I dropped you. It was my phone. <laughs> it was resting on my leg, so it would be safely out of the shot in case one of my many, many, many friends texted me and it made a noise or vibrated. So it was resting on my leg, but my pants are slick, and it fell off. But again, it was your face that fell and hit the ground, and that gives me some comfort. <laughs> I didn't even feel the shock down here in Nashville, but this is our first actual Friday recording of the podcast, and I I don't know what to make of this recent development, James. It's like we have a whole new lease on life. It is our second, I believe, but I think the very first no. time we tried to record on a Friday, we actually recorded on a Friday, but maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe that's wishful thinking and rose-colored glasses and whatever else <laughs> I do to get myself out of bed and talk to you. But yes, we are here. We are bringing our words to the masses of one to two people. Yeah, and one of those people will be disappointed because I forgot her package on my kitchen counter. Oh. I was going to bring it in here. For two reasons, and not the least of which is to make you feel inadequate when you compare what she sent to you to what she sent to me. But the second reason is to make all of our fans feel inadequate, because <laughs> if they want to ever apply for superfan status, the bar is so high, James. I don't know that anyone will ever <laughs> dislodge Judy P. I, uh, we really are the worst podcast on the internet because we have, <laughs> we have like two to three listeners. One of them sends yeah. us gifts and 90% yeah. of this podcast is just us talking about said <laughs> gifts. Like that is really, that's what this podcast is. And we feel no guilt about it. It's like, this is what we have to offer. Take it or leave it. And literally everyone but three people has chosen to leave it and good on them. Cause we have very smart non-listeners. <laughs> well, I will say. And you probably get this, too. But we, I, I believe, well, no, I don't know what you get. Uh, I'm sure you get a lot of coal and raw onions in your stocking. But I get a, quite a few, probably, it's not 10, but it's more than five. I would say I get eight or nine Christmas cards and uh, a small smattering of birthday cards every year from other fans that have gotten to know me through you and through the podcast. I uh, I think I had three or four. And now, granted, I didn't check my P.O. box until January, so I looked at them all after Christmas. <laughs> and one was from Judy P., and then one was from Exploding Possum. I remember that. And there was there were there were a couple others in there, and I'm sorry that I don't remember all the names. But let's let's be honest here. Exploding Possum is a very real name, and I think you actually became real life friends with him, right? He's like he's a truck driver. I see him post pictures on there now. Actually, I see his post. Yeah. I see his posts and your posts, and then a whole bunch of uh, really questionable political stuff. That's that's what my Twitter feed. 
feed is. And I, the political <laughs> stuff isn't even like people I follow. It's just what Elon Musk has decided I should see to be to be rage baited yeah. into something yeah. or another. So yeah, so so your disaster posts and his truck posts are a nice a nice break from uh, from the anger. <laughs> yes. Uh... Like Judy P, I have met the exploding possum in real life. We had lunch one day when he was driving his truck out by my house. Wow. You have met far more Twitter people than I have. So to be honest, I think you are the only Twitter person I've ever met. I mean, there was one, so I... Um, Get out of here! Yeah, I, I spent some. I, I spent a year or two writing uh, writing scripts and stuff with uh, with Will, Will Rogers. Uh, he's a comedian. Yep. and uh, But you know what? And we're, we're still friends. He calls me from time to time. Uh, we have never met in real life. Uh, so you are <laughs> the one and only person from Twitter I have actually met in real life. Uh, outside of, I guess, uh, well, no, you know, I guess I can't say that's entirely true because I haven't been invited to some conventions and things like that, and so I've met people. But that, they weren't people who I had, like, a pre-existing relationship with. They were people who were like, hey, come to this convention, and that's where things started. As far as people who I've just interacted with randomly on Twitter then met them, uh, it's just you, and that's really sad for both of us. Wow. And... Well, I used to be on the road all the time, and as you've pointed out a number of times, I go by my real name. Yeah. And so I've met people on the road that are like, ooh, you're in fill-in-the-blank my town? Let's get drinks, or let's get together, let's have lunch. Or So I've, I've met a, a, a good handful of people doing that who I didn't know other than from Twitter. And I will say, James, despite your anxiety about strangers, I have almost never been murdered by these people. <laughs> I uh, my my anxiety was was overblown. Like honestly, at this point, having a pen name is just an inconvenience. But like, it is it is way <laughs> too late to start over. Like you know, once upon a time, like as I was getting things ramped up, it was like I can't I can't have this interfere with a day job that actually gives me income. Yeah. I can't get my kids murdered, so I got to have these on two separate paths. Because if you're <laughs> if you're earning if you're spending you know forty hours a week of free time earning zero dollars an hour, and then your forty other forty hour a week job that pays you money, so like you got to stop that. Like you're just dead in the water. So I kept them separate, and then they you know they got to be equal and up and down and whatever. And right now the day job is you know way better than the internet. The internet's having a downtime, or I'm having a downtime. But I, I don't think at this point that part of it matters. Uh, for my kids' privacy, eh, I mean, it just, it, it's a lot. People will be like, you should live stream this or live stream that. It's like, well, we really can't do any of those things because the first thing mm. that happens as soon as you live stream anything is the kids just blurt out all of their real names like like it's their yeah, job. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, so the, there are things we can't do because of that. At the same time, though, I don't regret that we can't live stream or that we can't do a lot of videos because, man, it is hard, like even here for 25 minutes to pretend to be a rational human being, to pretend, <laughs> to, pretend to not be the worst person on the face of the earth. And you enter kids into that mix. It's it's like you know they say don't do don't do stage with animals or children like that. It is yeah, true. Yeah. Like the energy it takes to do a video with children where we both hold it together and CPS doesn't get called. Like it is it is immense. <laughs> and that's why I write where I am the narrator and nobody can double check me. Like it might be all lies. You can believe it's all lies. That's fine. But they are lies that are that are airtight and nobody's getting the police called on them. And under your control. Now, I've been to your house two or three times, and your kids were well-behaved while I was there. So I don't even know what you're talking about when you <laughs> discuss the monstrosities that happen in your home. 
The, well, you know, they, they, it is not constant. If, if it were constant, our house would be flaming ruins. But they, they definitely have their <laughs> moments. And, again, they, they like attention. They like new people. So, you know, you, you roll through. You're a one-time person or a two-time or three-time person. And they were, they were on their best behavior. Also, you had a very small dose of them. They ate. I believe we, we uh, baited them down with pizza, and then they disappeared, which yeah. is the ideal way to yeah. deal with them. We do that on game nights, too. There's pizza. They come down. They eat pizza and snacks, and they run away. But if they stay beyond that, that's when things get dicey. Like, we tried to play a game with them the other day. We did Uno Attack, and uh, it was their choice. And, uh, man, yet we had three kids at the table, and just immediately they're lashing into each other. It's like, guys, guys, we can can coexist in the same space. There is is no reason for this to be an act of war, but yet it must be. If two children are in the same space, they must fight, for there can be only one. It's Highlander rules in this house. (laughs) Boy, it's a good thing you didn't uh, have twins because there would have been like a battle to the death in utero and you would not have had, maybe all of them used to be twins. And this is why they have that Highlander point of view because they are the victors that came out on top of the Lord of the Flies that happened inside Alola. This, and you know, you might have experienced, well, you, you had brothers growing up, but like with your own kids, you had a boy and a girl. So maybe they had more separate spheres, but my kids, they're all up in the same sphere. Like they, they coexist. <laughs> they want to play together. They try to play together, but the, the line between play and combat is zero. I mean, there's, there's a reason I only have two rules in this house. Pick up your stuff and don't touch each other. And they do not follow either rule. I just, I cannot tell you how many times a day I hear a kid cry out, ow. It's like, why? Why is there an ow? Why was there physical contact between any of you? There should be a bubble. There is no reason for any child to ever touch another child (laughs) at any means because that touch is going to be a punch or a kick or a bite or a pinch for absolutely no reason. And, uh, and that's just, that's just how they exist. I don't know at what stage that goes away. I'm assuming, and like maybe their twenties at some point, like they, they, like, Everything isn't a random physical fight, but we're not there yet. We are so far from there. It's funny. Not only do I have a boy and a girl, but they're six years apart. So Mm. they didn't have a whole lot. Those circles on the Venn diagram didn't cross much. And uh, by the time he got bigger than her, she was already old enough to not really care and sort of have her own life. I remember when he was real little, he spit on her once. <laughs> that, was, that was a bit of a comeuppance for him on the, uh, the concepts of physics and uh, general weight-bearing loads when it came to uh. dealing with an older sibling. But nowadays, it's funny. I'll say to him, like, uh, have, you, have you texted with your sister? And he's like, huh? No. <laughs> I know, you know, she does exist. But apparently they they just live separate lives. So yeah, we didn't we certainly didn't deal with uh, any hand to hand combat going on. You know, I, I run into that in my family. You know, the the big Catholic family spread out. Twenty two years between me and my youngest sibling, and like I I try to connect with the last couple down there. But man, we're just you're just in different worlds. I mean, when I moved out yeah. of the house, the one brother was three or four, and the other one was literally a newborn. Uh, two months before I graduated from college. No, the same month I graduated from college. He was born in May. I graduated in May. Uh, he was a infant at my wedding three months later. Uh, so it's just like, man, and he's, he's at that teenage boy age where he doesn't talk. 
he will talk to the next brother up who's closest <laughs> to him in age, but he doesn't talk yeah. to anybody else. So you go in there, and there's just there's just nothing, man. I, I he's staring at that screen the whole time, and so I have failed. But also, it's me. Like maybe this is a good choice on his part. Like this is a person I don't want anything to do with. He has decided, and uh, and good on him. Um, I have uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. They just had another kid, but they're. Their kid is the same age as my youngest. Uh, they had a seven-year-old, and now they have an infant. And uh, looking at that, that uh, that age gap just seems enormous. Yeah. So, and yeah. I know I know what happened there. I know why all of a sudden they had an extra one. But why why did you wait six years? What's what's the story there? Oh, that wasn't our choice. That was more God's choice. <laughs> but, uh, there there were a few. There were. A, there were at least two that should have been in between them, oh, but ended up I'm not sorry. being in between them. So, yeah. Ah, what are you going to do? It's 20-some years ago now. That's, uh, that's always a dangerous question to ask in any context like that, because there's a million things. It could be, you know what, you were going for your ninth PhD. It could be a story of tragedy. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. You never want to ask somebody, are you going to have another? Are you going to have any kids? Are you going to do it? But it's, you know, I, I do find timing interesting, because we were, we were pretty set that we wanted them two years apart. But then on the last one, uh, my wife was kind of over it. She's like, she she agreed we should do four, but she's like, maybe this one we wait three years or four years. Maybe we have a gap. <laughs> and then, boom, 17 months. Because let's face it, I am a very attractive human being and hard to resist. And sometimes I, things just happen. Uh, I, boy, I, our connection must have gotten bad for a change <laughs> because what I thought I heard you say was such nonsense. Uh, usually you're a pretty rational person, but I... <laughs> At some point, we're going to have to go back and see what happened with the tape there. But I, I hope you don't mislead people the way that I think it just sounded like. The, uh, you know, speaking of this, and this is actually where I wanted the thing to go the entire time. I didn't want to talk about my natural beauty, which is just accepted by all. I mean, <laughs> well, oh, it's accepted by the people who only listen to us. The people who watch on YouTube or on Facebook, they have a very different opinion. The people who have never seen me, though, can assume from my voice and my wit that I must be incredibly attractive. But what I actually wanted to bring up was appearance. Yeah. Because let me just say that there is, there is a tragedy that happens every time you send me the file after we record. And that tragedy... Oh is that I see your face like right oh. now I can kind of envision you as an amorphous blob and that's less offensive to me but at some point I am going to see what you look like and these days you kind of look like a mountain man what's what's going on with that Steve I have uh, believe it or not I had the same opinion that you had other than uh, when you did the amorphous blob part <laughs> I, that was one of my nicknames in college that kind of stuck but uh, I did trim up the beard since okay. I've spoken to you last because I, I my thought was uh, I don't like leaving all the hair in the sink. And so I thought we're going to go down to visit my son in college next month. And I thought I'll just shave it off in the hotel room and then leave it for the maid to deal with. But it just got to the point where I got tired of looking at it and tired of dealing with it. And so I, I trimmed it up good. I'll probably shave it off completely when we go to uh, visit my son next month. How long did it take you to grow that mass of hair? Ah, uh, 34 years, something like that. <laughs> I don't grow facial hair very well. In fact, I was just telling my son this because he, God love him, he was trying to grow facial hair and it, 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 it wasn't working very well. Mm. But when I was his age, I couldn't grow anything. And I told him the part, if you're not watching, you're listening right now, I'll explain it. If you're watching, it's right here. That part 
it's only been within the last eight years or so that I've gotten hair there. So it took until I was almost 50 years old to actually have hair that covered all of the bearded part of my face. <laughs> but uh, it's right uh, where your chin bone is. Just go back about an inch. There was always a bald spot there when I would try to grow a beard. So it's, it's only been recently that I could actually grow one and pull it off. Yeah, I uh, I would like to congratulate you on finally hitting puberty at the age of 50. I knew you'd make it there someday. We were all rooting for you. I, uh, I I grow a beard, but like, so I used to keep it. This, so so lately I've, or the last couple of years, I've been keeping it at about a six on the trimmer. Uh, so you can kind yeah. of see my non-existent jawline. Uh, but I, 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 before that, it had gotten thicker and it just made my face look fat. And uh, recently huh. I decided maybe my face looked fat because my face was fat and the beard was, beard was incidental. So I'm giving a beard a second try. My, uh, my other brother-in-law, he grew a beard and suddenly he looks distinguished and respectable. He's at that age, oh. he's in his early forties, he's got some gray in there. And see, I've got, I've got gray in my beard too. And I think that is, I think the, 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 the peppered in gray look, I, I really dig yeah. that. So I'm trying to grow it out again and I'm hoping maybe I can comb it and it's a little less unwieldy, but it kind of, I, I think as it gets older, it, or as it gets longer, it just kind of poofs out. Like, I wish I could just get yeah. it to go straight down and be in a line and be well-groomed, but it just it just kind of looks like I've been living in the brush for all my life. So we'll see. So I'm going to give it a month or two, and I imagine what's going to happen before it gets any real length. I'm going to give up because I am at my heart a quitter, and I'll trim it back down to what it is. But for now, I'm very much on the Steve Olivas path. So we'll see. We'll see if hmm. I get there. You know, it's funny you bring up direction of the beard, because I put a lot of thought into that as I was looking mine over this week. Mm -hmm. That uh, I do admire, now mine is sort of thin anyway. It's sparse because I got a little bit too much Asian in me, or Pacific Islander. <laughs> but uh, I do, I noticed that my beard grows as if a hurricane were sweeping it all <laughs> to the right. So... The, on one side, it goes toward my nose, and on the other side, it goes away from my nose, if you can kind of picture oh, wow. that. And I admire guys who have the beard that just grows straight down, so it doesn't matter how thick or thin the beard is. It's all sort of uniform. Mine is all over the place. So I, I do believe not only did I was I a sight for your sore eyes, but might have frightened some children along the way, too. And I get this thing too. I just, I can't, I can't get it to lay down. There are just, I mean, I would say mm -hmm. about 30% of the hairs just stick straight out. That That is their direction is yep. they are poking out like daisies reaching for the sun, just going away from the soil. <laughs> and if I could just get those to lay down, my face wouldn't be as scratchy. And it, you know, I've even pondered like I, 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 in a previous life, the previous time I had a, a beard, my, my bad beard, which the new beard will probably be equally bad. I pondered like getting a hair straightener. I was like, I do that, but it's my hair. My beard was so short at that point. I'm pretty sure I would have just burned my face off. But I, there's got to be, there's got to be a way. I've seen. There was a guy at the gym the other day. Man, you know, people get in trouble for staring at girls at the gym. I, I stare at guys. This guy had the coolest beard I have ever seen. He wasn't necessarily that fit. He looked like he hadn't been to the gym that much. But his beard, his beard was yeah. just straight down. It looked like he had. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like it was like a cartoon beard that you would draw like for a villain, <laughs> like the dark, 
perfectly groomed, straight down. Like he could have, I don't know, did Jafar have a beard? Something like, anyway, I wanted to go up to this guy and ask him, but I guarantee you if I would have been there, first of all, I would have creeped him out. I would have got thrown out of the gym. Like there would have been words, but like, I guarantee you if I would have asked him, it, it, it just grows like that. He's probably just genetically blessed because I don't know that any guy really puts that much time into their beer. And I think you just kind of get what you get. It's a product of laziness. And eventually you get so lazy that you shave it off because even letting, letting it exist is too much work. Boy, this is a great conversation because I've put a lot of thought into this too and never thought <laughs> to bring it up with you. But this reminds me of back in Wrong and Wronger when we were trying to find topics that were going to be controversial. And it's yeah. usually what do people do that no one really knows that they do, like peeing in the shower, for example. Which no one but does. the yeah. thing about... <laughs> Daisies growing toward the sun. I was looking at it the other day and I started putting like hair conditioner in it to leave in to sort of weight it down a little bit so that it didn't start going in different directions. Because when you get gray hair, they don't follow the rules of logic that the rest <laughs> of the hair follows. And so you'll get these rogue hairs and some get longer than others. It's just a mess. And the hair conditioner, uh, FYI, did nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So there's, I short of going out and buying some product specifically designed for beards, I had actually contemplated all the points that you just brought up. I will say this: this is this is my hottest hair take, and it probably makes yeah. me a gross human being. But you know well, what? So finally many fix, things. Yeah. So I uh, I try to get my hair. It's actually it's a good hair day. Usually I look just absolutely miserable on here because I come back from the gym. And now people are going to say I still look miserable, and it's really going to hurt my feelings because I thought this was a good hair day for me. Uh, but I, I like to swoop it up into the side. This is this is an advanced Ooh. haircut for me. Growing up, it just got buzzed off. I got married. My wife just buzzed it off. I mean this this like I go to great clips now. Yeah, tossing out an endorsement there. Uh, so I go there. You know, there's 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 a lady there, and she cuts my hair just right. They type it in the computer. So we've we've through trial and error, mostly error. I figured out where I want this to be. But like, I would go and I would you know, I would wash my hair with shampoo, and it's like duck hair after that. It just sticks up. It's fluffy. It doesn't go anywhere. I look like I'm ten again. I hate it. But you know what? If I don't use shampoo. For like the next day, huh. the next couple days, I can go like day two, three, four. My hair is amazing. I don't put any product in it at all. It just swoops up and it stays there. I can wash it with water and it dries just in the right place if I comb it there and life is good. Uh, but eventually, there is, there is a curve to this. Eventually, it starts to look greasy and I start to appear as gross as I really am on the inside. And then I have to shampoo it again and the duck phase starts over. So man, hair is a struggle and I don't know how women do it because I've got an inch and a half, two inches up there and it, it, it takes a lot of thought. Let me just clarify for all of the viewer that's watching right now and looking at you thinking, how dirty is that hair? You do actually shower despite not washing with shampoo, right? I shower every time. And here's the secret. So when I first, my wife went on this whole thing about she only washes her hair a couple times a week. But when she does, I think she doesn't actually get her hair wet a couple times. I don't know. She's got a mile and a half of hair and she's got a whole system. Yeah. She's a scientist. I, I shower and I wash my hair, but just with water and not with shampoo on those certain days. And that, that seems to be the difference. That is the secret. That cracked the code. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but you know what, though? Again, this is, this is you know, something that literally nobody cares about. Like, I'm already married. I'm not in the dating I, market. I nobody looks at me. I work from home. You can't even see me. Like, nobody sees me. So why do I even care? But yet I do, Steve. I am full of it's caring a, deep absolutely. down to my core. 
Yeah, my, it's a uh, little thing called self-respect that you've got <laughs> for absolutely no reason whatsoever. There's nothing supporting that of actual tactile. Uh, I can't think of the noun I'm looking for. But yeah, yeah, you have dignity despite every piece of evidence to the contrary. This, yeah, th- th- that is fair enough. So I try. I try to improve my appearance for, for no good. So that like the four times a day I actually look by, walk by a mirror, I say, hey. I'm a little bit less disgusting than yesterday. And that's all I can really aspire to. Speaking of mirrors, so we have one mirror at the ranch. My son's got a few in his cabin, but in our cabin there is one mirror, and uh, apparently it broke over the course (laughs) of last week. because, And it's in our bathroom. And I remember going to the bathroom thinking, ah, what happened to the mirror? Did Mrs. Steve set it somewhere? And I couldn't find it. And after a few days, I finally asked. And I said, where's, the, I noticed the mirror's gone. And she said, did you notice the carpet is also gone? <laughs> and I said, yeah. She said, yeah, it fell and uh, it broke. So we have no mirror, James. All I can do is go on instinct <laughs> to determine how good I look. And you, you go out into the world, like people see yeah. you. You are a man of influence <laughs> and authority, and you're walking out here without a mirror. Does Mrs. Steve East at least look you over first, or does she just cut you loose and what happens, happens? No, oh, she doesn't even wake up by the time I leave. No, but that's the beauty of being the boss at the clinic here. Everyone has to pretend I'm brilliant and beautiful as I walk up and down the hallways because they know they will inspire my wrath otherwise. Well, I would like to give my condolences to all of your underlings who must put up with your appearance in person. I am in charge of no one. I see no one. I live here. And this video will go out to the world where it will also not be viewed. And I will continue to be invisible, which is as it should be, because the only one who deserves to appreciate my mediocre hair is me. Wow, that is such a great note to end on because no truer words have been spoken. You have gotten the word as Breakwell comes down from the mountain, carrying it on a hair tablet. And until we meet again and you get to see which day in the phase of James's hair, it's sort of like a phase of the moon we will be at. Me, I'm at a consistent, beautiful state no matter when you catch me. Until we meet again, this is Steve Olivas, the beautiful Dr. Steve for James the Exploding and every one day out of three looking eh. Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>